All right, y'all. Sorry, we had to take a break. Uh, lawn guys showed up here at the B&B that were staying in to, to cut some grass, and uh, I'm getting dusted with pollen. I had to take a break and go in, and so uh, which was nice, and um, which also uh, is very coincidental. There's a, there's a train, there's a passenger train that runs through here. Uh, again, we're in Blue Ridge, Georgia. A passenger train that takes you from Blue Ridge, Georgia, up to McKaysville, Tennessee. And uh, we didn't know that when we booked here, but now that we've we've seen it go by, it goes by uh, every few days on the weekends. It's a pretty popular thing to do. But you, they pick you up in Blue Ridge. It's about 20 minutes from here, uh, or you get on it from about 20 minutes from here, and then you can ride it an hour up to McKaysville, and you stay in the city for about two hours, and then you come and the hour drive back. And I was like, man, that that is cool. Let's do that. Let's go figure this out. And then I uh, I saw ticket prices. Man, they they love that train. Jeez, they love that train. I'm thinking like a subway ticket, you know, fifty bucks maximum for the entire family. And uh, oh no, we're we're, uh, we're I I'm just curious, like who's who's doing the train rides? Because it was it was a hundred bucks for me, it was a hundred bucks for my wife, and then it was fifty bucks for every forty or fifty bucks. Um, anyway, when I did, it was like $350 for a train ride an hour and it'd go right by here up to McKaysville, stay in the city for a couple of hours and then come back. And I totally put my dad hat on when I saw this. I was like, why would I do all that? Why can't we just get in the car and drive 10 minutes to McKaysville and we'll be in the city and we can hang out as long as we want to. But I, I know it's not the, it's not the, the point it would be kind of cool to ride the train but man geez 350 dollars for an hour ride both ways and i'm seeing and i have seen most of what it's going to offer me anyway i don't know i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to to uh i don't know we're gonna have to figure that one out i think i figured it out i don't think it's gonna happen to maybe the kids get a little older but uh give me a chance to get inside let the grass cutter do his thing train went by simultaneously so that was that was kind of cool I want to talk to you guys about um, um, what do we want to talk about? We've got a couple of different things. Oh, one thing. So they get the grass cut here at the, this B and B, and so let's let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, give you some ideas on what makes a great host, or what I think makes a great host for a B and B, and we get to see both sides of it um, as being not only a host. Uh, my wife has now been a super host for six or seven quarters in a row. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we got the last one because we actually stayed at our house more than a few days. We got some birds chirping really loud right here. So hopefully you're getting those sounds of nature. But anyway, um, tips that make a, a great host, a, a great experience for your guests, not necessarily a great host, but a great experience for your guests is make sure you're listening. We've stayed at some a lot of places over the last couple of years, and the ones that – that we enjoyed the most were ones where expectations were set properly. Uh, we, you know, I, I know folks who, um, and we've experienced it right as, as guests and they will hire a photographer and man, those photographers take those pictures and they get in Adobe or whatever they're using and really doll the place up really talk, you know, really dial it up. And, uh, I, I get properties getting worn out. Right. And if you're not doing the proper maintenance and proper cleaning, properties get worn out. Um, and so uh, what reason why I'm talking about this, bringing this up is, is we've been here at this location for two weeks now. Cabin's great. 
Uh, we've had no problems whatsoever, except for the trash doesn't get picked up. Now, uh, reason, I mean, we got here uh, two, three Sundays ago. Um, Notice when we got here, the trash cans, the outside trash cans were full. We are in bear country or, or animal country. Um, there was a little back sitting on the front porch a couple of nights ago, and it ended up in the front yard with everything in it. I think it was actually a dirty diaper uh, we had to go pick up. But the, the trash cans are full outside. Uh, when we arrived, we let the host know, hey, you know, the trash cans are full. What do we need to do? And they're like, oh, well, it's, they're picking up on Tuesday. So, no, you know, they'll be there on Tuesday. They didn't show up on Tuesday. And uh, we let them know. And they're like, well, they'll be there. You know, they'll, they're coming around. We, we've talked to them or whatnot. And so next, this past Tuesday came by, uh, no trash pickup. And so now we had, we had four or five bags sitting out here on the patio, but in the afternoons it's getting kind of warm and, um, uh, it's starting to smell a little bit. So I actually, I didn't want to put it outside on the ground because I know some animal's going to get into it and I don't want to be picking up trash, nor do I want to litter. And so, uh, so I took them and I put them the downstairs bathroom. We're not using, uh, that much. And so I went and put them in the shower, the downstairs bathroom and turned the fan on. And we just, we, we, Hey, Mr. Host or Miss Host, uh, trash can still be picked up. So we got confirmation last night that they're supposed to come today to pick up the trash. Uh, it's getting kind of late in the afternoon. We'll see. They haven't come yet. We'll see. We'll see. So, but what makes a good host or a good experience for your guest is uh, setting proper expectations when they book, right? Be truthful about your listing. Be truthful and, and transparent about what uh, they can expect when they arrive, right? Expectations are set. And then uh, communication. Communication on top of that uh, after the guest arrive, when they arrive, while they're there, just making sure you're communicating with them um, in a proactive manner and a reactive manner. You know, responding quickly, and I think that's one of the things for a super host is if you respond quickly, that's what helps allow you to uh, get that super host status. So, um, and when I say quickly, I you know we, we were messaging about um, uh, this place is on a well water, and there was some issues with the water that they fixed. I mean, they got it, they got it right on it. Um, or they didn't necessarily get right on it. We, we messaged them in like a day or a day and a half went by and we're big water drinkers, right? And we have our own filters that we bring with us that the countertop filter you put in. And so that wasn't that big of a deal, but, um, uh, you know, we messaged them first time, Hey, you know, some, something's, something's going on with the water and, uh, it was like a day and a half before they responded and said, Oh, well, our handyman's on his way. He'll be there, you know, tomorrow or this afternoon or whatever it was. And so that was, that was a little frustrating, but, um, uh, that's, that's one of huge communication. One of, and one of the things that kind of bugs me about some of the hosts that we've experienced is it almost seems like they're not really even trying, or maybe they're as ex exhausted as the house is. And they think it's a, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just throw you a $50 gift card or, or whatnot, hoping that they're going to get a good review. And I, I, you know, for whatever was going on and I am more critical being a host ourselves and wanting to help protect the integrity of that platform, 
uh, I am more critical on reviews uh, at places we stay, uh, for sure, because I want them to up their game to up, up level the platform, right? Um, but yeah, the, so huge communication, setting expectations properly about what you're offering, what your place is offering. There was something else I was going to talk about too when it comes to to B and B's. Um, it's totally slipped my mind. Rain's starting to pick up again. Rain's starting to pick up again. Um, what was it? Making oh, so some of the, some of the things is going to make a great experience for your guests. Um, sleeping, sleeping, comfortable beds, comfortable linens. Um, is going to make, it could make or break an Airbnb. There's places where, and I, now I can almost sleep anywhere, but my back get a little older. I did get readers, uh, this week. Cause I've noticed when I'm sitting down at night, my phone, and I've got my phone right here. It's really hard to read. I'm, I'm having to hold it way out here to read the thing. And, uh, so I'm getting a little older backs. I've had back problems for, for almost two decades now. And, and I can tell when I don't sleep on a comfortable mattress, but that is one of the things, if you can make a guest comfortable when they go down or lay down and sleep, get a good night's rest uh, with a proper mattress, pillows, pillows is a big thing. You know, now we travel with our own pillows just because I, I, I love having my own, but you show up to a and b and they've got nothing but f- flat pillows that, you know, you could stuff four of them into a pillowcase and you still wouldn't have a full pillow uh, don't do that. Don't do that. And you got, you got to replenish this stuff. You know, you got to replenish. I just noticed I was doing our expenses this morning or trying to catch up on some bookkeeping. That's a whole nother topic. I hate, I absolutely hate bookkeeping taxes, taxes. I hate just mainly because, um, uh, for what it stands for and uh, the governmental control and, and they're always going to go up, which, you know, they want us focusing on taxes so they can go over there and focus on inflation, which is the true, is the true kind of pinch and uh, tax on everybody. But then nevertheless to say, I was doing some bookkeeping this morning and noticed my wife had ordered some uh, additional pillows and pillowcases uh, prior to us leaving for our, for our BNB. So you got to replenish this up and the, and the cleaning part, I'll say this, I, I think there's, there's, you know, you gotta have a great cleaner. We have, we've had some of the best, uh, we've had some luck. You also need a backup. We've had, had some issues where, um, you know, I, we had one cleaner, uh, she did great. And then she was doing great. She was with us for six months or so. And then, uh, she moved off, but she had been training somebody for a while to take her place. And we just said, okay, we'll, we'll use her. And I was telling my wife, I was like, well, we don't really know a whole lot about her. Let's, you know, let's try to remotely uh, get some people in there to interview and whatnot. And um, we did, she did that and luckily found somebody and, and had that backup cleaner. So it was a, um, um, she, you know, not our primary one, but we would give her a job every so often just to kind of keep her fresh and, and set, you know, not like, like, not like an NFL quarterback backup where they just never play, right? Unless somebody gets hurt, but give them a job every now and then and to keep them, to keep them warm. And then, um, in this case, uh, our cleaner showed up and she basically, our primary cleaner showed up and, and messages us and says, Hey, the house is too filthy. I'm not, I'm not cleaning it. I'm, I, you're going to have to get somebody else to do this. 
And A, I don't think the house was that filthy. Um, B, that was a day where the folks checked out at 10. We had somebody else coming in at four. And so luckily our, our backup cleaner uh, was able to go over and, and, and fix that or, or resolve that, uh, get it clean. And ever since then, she's been our primary and she does an amazing job, amazing job. But I think it helps too, uh, you know, especially during busy seasons, properties are going to get tired. They're going to get worn out. You got to stay on top of making sure towels, man, we spend a lot of money on towels. They just, they just get ruined, right? They get used, they get used. That's what they're there for. But, um, one of the things I think we've picked up on the last couple of years is we need to, and I, I would suggest you to, you do the same is, is there are three, uh, times, I guess three times when you, you need to go the extra mile and deep clean your B and B. And the first, you know, the first two are pretty easy. Uh, it's at the beginning of the busy season and it's at the end of the busy season. You want to do a deep clean. Uh, and when I say deep clean, I'm talking about sealing the floors, right? You have your cleaner come down, they're wiping down the ceiling fans, they're dusting the blinds off. They're, you know, they're vacuuming every nook and cranny and they're also wiping down the baseboards and, and whatnot. Uh, now all through that season and all through you have guests, uh, they're also going in there and they're doing some touch-ups and paint and little light maintenance too. If you ideal cleaner, will do that for you for sure. Um, but the third, third time, to do a deep clean is if you have somebody who does an extended stay like like with us now we're not like when we go places we we try to stay two weeks a month maybe even longer um and and um i know when we leave just it's just going to be dirty it's you know it hasn't had that frequent weekly cleaning or you know every time somebody uh checks out uh, and it's going to be a little bit dirtier, right? So I, so beginning of the, uh, busy season at the end of the off season or at the end of the, uh, busy season, beginning of the off season and anytime, uh, you have a guest, it stays, it has an extended stay, say more than two weeks, uh, maybe a month, right. Is when you want to do that. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, guys, I would love to know, uh, what tips and tricks, uh, that you have to make a, a B&B's guest uh, experience amazing, right? Or what questions you have. I didn't go into a whole lot here. Again, I want to keep these uh, relatively uh, short, 15 minutes or so. And uh, yeah, I want to hear from you. What questions do you have about being a B&B host, uh, living the nomad life, uh, whatever? Let me know. Text me 205-249-0248, or you can email me, j at w2capitalist.com. And I don't know why I started there. I'm going to give it to you one more time. j at w2capitalist.com. That's J-A-Y at w2capitalist.com.